0: Well, this has been quite a year, 2020, has it not? But God has richly blessed us here in this church. And uh, we're excited to show you just a snippet and go back down memory lane this past year of everything that God has done in our church and uh, everything God's spoken to us. My, what powerful word we've received this year. And so turn your attention to the back screen here and we're gonna take a look at what God has done in 2020.
1: For more than 20 years, I have wanted a name for our church that represented the power of God to change a life through the outpouring of His Spirit. I wanted a name that was indigenous to our area and uniquely represented us. I wanted a one-word name that no one
2: else had. I wanted something that was biblical, something that represented the Pentecostal experience, something that described our area, and something that would serve us well over the next 50
1: years, but most importantly, something that God put His hand on. I've never felt a release until the Lord gave me this message. As the Lord put this on my heart, I realized it was time. The new construction, the remodel of our church, a new identity, a new name, but the
2: same spirit. I have prayed that the presence of God would be in our church. And I felt like if the presence of God was here, that everything else would take care of itself. And I tell you, for all of these years, God has never failed us, not one time. We need this Holy Ghost. It's the greatest thing in the world. There's nothing like the Spirit of God. It started in the upper room. And today, it's here for you.
1: The force that opened up the Red Sea was an East Wind. The vehicle that God used to bring this miracle, His presence and power was an East Wind. So from this day forward, we will now be known as East Wind Pentecostal Church.
2: We will not change the message or the doctrine, but we will fervently pray that every time somebody comes to those doors that God has prepared a powerful east wind to blow into their lives. I say let the wind blow. I say let the wind blow. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it disrupts our lifestyle, let the wind blow.
1: I pray that an east wind will blow off this east coast and deliver people from their sins. That the gathering of God's people in this place will be a celebration of his spirit and an acknowledgement
2: of the power of God to provide and prevail because you're blessed to come to a church where miracles are on the schedule breakthrough is on the schedule uh, we don't care about protocol uh, if Jesus does not move uh, if he wants to move in the first song uh, the third song uh, in the announcements uh, in the message uh, at the end of the message uh, we just want him to move
1: I don't know about you but in 2020 we need the east wind of God's presence to blow into every family, every home, every marriage, every impossible situation.
2: So the dry ground will appear.
1: So our buildings are relatively shut down right now. The church is not shut down prayer is not shut down worship is not shut down preaching is not shut down so the church is not shut down yes we are being disciplined yes we are uh practicing uh what they call social distancing but ladies and gentlemen We are not practicing some sort of spiritual pause. We are not on the sidelines wringing our hands and wondering what we can do. There is a God that is telling us to step up to the plate and to not be afraid. And this pandemic has driven us out of our buildings. And that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be doing our best work. We're all kind of getting out of our comfort zones and moving into some new areas and uh, new ways of sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel. We have totally untouched guests, just, just people that we nobody reached that are just that are reaching out to the church right now. And and I think we're going to see a wave of that. Where I see the church in five years, I think we're going to be more committed to personal evangelism because of this season we're in right now, probably than we have been before. And to, if that if if we can let the Holy Ghost accomplish that in us, this will be worth it. Every bit of it on the, on
2: the collective level.
1: Many churches are reporting. They're getting calls out of nowhere. People saying, I want a Bible study. Or, I need to get baptized in Jesus' name. or I used to be in church years ago, but I've gotten out. And I, I realize I need the church. So there's a really a great opportunity for evangelism at this time as well.
2: The Lord is using you to do
1: extraordinary things in these extraordinary times. And uh, you're leading the way. And you're an inspiration to all of us and uh, we're grateful for that. Come on church, come on East Wind Pentecostal. This is not the time to hang your head in
2: shame. This is not the time to be discouraged or despondent. I've come to tell you, the Spirit of God has blown into this place one more time. And it's time to stand up on our feet. It's time to lift up our voice. It's time to declare the glory and the greatness of God. I just want to tell you, devil, you're not the author of my story. I'm looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher. If God started it, God's going to finish it. Oh, let's do a little bit more. I feel something breaking in the Holy Ghost right now. Shake that lying spirit off of you. Tell the enemy, all things work together. I've not understood what was going on, but all things. This is going to make me more effective. This is going to make my ministry more effective. You can't be a part of a revival that turns the world upside down as long as you're indifferent, as long as you're comfortable, as long as you're in a zone and you don't want to be bothered. You won't ever be part of a pandemic revival. But you get uncomfortable. You put your place in a heart of sacrifice and faith and God will use you to turn the world upside down.
3: Sometimes we've got to step outside of what is comfortable and what is easy and what is painless and into the ministry and the calling of God in our life. Step outside of our idea of what we should be and into the call of God in your life. Outside of the confines of your mind and into the, the purpose of God in your life.
2: And every day at your altar Lord, every day I reestablish your firstness. I reestablish your superior almightiness of my life. I am nothing without you. I can't even breathe without you. I've gotta have you. And every day at my altar, I establish your firstness. You must look
3: unto me, you must search your heart. I'm coming soon and I know your heart. I know who's faithful. I know who's not faithful. I know who's worldly. I know who has sin in their heart. Examine yourself because the day is near.
2: Don't hide it. Don't hide it. Come on pull it out of the closet, pull it off of your phone, pull it out of your heart, pull it out of your soul, pull it out of your innermost being. God, I don't want to be relieved. I want to be restored in your glory, restored in your anointing, restored in my purpose. I didn't realize that God was going to squeeze a gifting out of me in the midst of a storm when I didn't feel the goosebumps of the winds conference, when I didn't have a worship team singing Breakthrough, but when I was on a mountain saying, God, do you even hear me? God will and is using this, whether he orchestrated this or permitted it, I don't know. But we're dealing with it, and it's almost like he's he's showing us, come on, you need to get honest with yourself. Your prayer life needs to get better. Your sincerity and your morality and your godliness
1: needs to get better. we got to get a hold of God. Yes, sir. Go and I believe that if each one of us yeah. will have that kind of a determination, I want to get a hold of God. I want to praise the face of the Lord. We do it maybe with, with our family and we do it together, or we do it individually. When we establish a personal and a private devotional life
3: yes,
2: holiness standards are keeping you you have no idea what a lifestyle of separation has kept you from delivered you from, saved you from you have no idea holiness is not a burden holiness is not bondage holiness is a blessing and holiness is beautiful the Bible says worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness that's what the Bible says holiness is beautiful Holiness is beautiful. You want to, st- you want to tell the devil, "I'm not about to change anything. I'm gonna do what I've always done, but I'm gonna do it just a little more. I'm not gonna stop worshiping. I'm not gonna stop being faithful, but I'm about to be more faithful. I'm about to be more worshipful. I'm about to be more radical. You've been born again. You a new creature." We have a new objective. We have a new government. We represent a different kingdom. But we need to take a stand.
0: What do you mean we need to take a stand? It's obvious where we stand. We stand with God. But I'm telling you, I believe those that have held on to these biblical principles are not, um, they're not an afterthought. We're not here by accident. We are here in the plan of God. And I think... The greatest day of the church is yet to be. And I believe it's coming very quickly.
1: But God can use all those things. And I feel like right now God's pulling back the bow, uh, the arrow of the church. And, and, and we feel like in so many ways we're stalled or we're stymied. But boy, when that arrow gets let go, I think we should be prepared to just surge forward in all of these ministries that right now we're saying we can't, we can't, we can't boy we better be prepared and be preparing during this time
2: all you have to do is do your part and I'll do my part you call he'll answer you cry out to him he responds that's it all you have to do is you call on the name of the Lord and you say the name of Jesus
0: and he is right there with you my friend
2: God's not in trouble in a pandemic. God's not in trouble with everything that's going on. He's here tonight to heal. How do you know? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. At the mention of his name, cancer dries up. At the mention of his name, tumors fall off. At the mention of his name. Before Jesus comes, there's going
0: to be a there's going to be a surge of preaching unlike anything this world has ever known because the latter rain is greater than the early rain or the former rain. We're living in the latter rain now. The latter rain is seven times greater. Chris, that means that before the coming of the Lord, you're going to see everything reenacted you read about in the
1: book of Acts, but it's going to be seven times greater than anything read about it. We'll back. We're not headed for some great falling away. There was 100% falling away in the
0: garden of Eden. Forget that. We're not headed for a falling away. We are headed for the greatest moves of God. We're really in now that the world has ever seen. Better
1: put water in your
2: baptistry. Better put a little pledge on your altar and get it cleaned up. There's a harvest coming. I said, there's a harvest coming. I've heard that so much. That's all right.
1: I'm going to keep saying it, keep saying it, because I believe the time for it's right now. They'll come from
2: the north. They'll come from the south. They'll come from the east, and they'll come from the west. And God is going to elevate this church. There's nothing wrong with Sarah. It's the time for Sarah to conceive and bear. Is there anyone that wants to be used of God in the last day? I want to just go to church, I want to be used of God, I want to see the things only God can do, I want to be used mightily, I want to see the gift of faith, I want to see demonstration, I want to see the power of God enter the atmosphere. We can
0: feel that apostolic wind blowing again, the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain of Holy Ghost power upon the entire world in unprecedented
2: measures but somebody just press in where you are god is wanting to use this church uh, to turn the tide in this hour uh. what's happening at this church is countercultural. what's happening at this church uh, is running different than what the world is projecting uh. god is wanting to use east wind pentecostal church uh, to begin to share his glory uh, all across the world uh. the devil does not want us to be who we are. But we're going to find
1: that place in him how. We're going to return to the house of God. We're going to hear the voice of the pastor. We're going to hear the voice of the evangelist. We're going to assemble ourselves together and guess what? We're going to leave the house of God and we're going to go reach this world with the calls of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to hear the word of God preached. There's nothing that takes his place. I know we've been seeing some preaching on the TV and thank God that our pastor has helped us and led us through uh, those days with that kind of uh, presentation of the gospel to us. I appreciate it, but nothing takes the place of being assembled together uh, as a matter as we are. The Bible says, "Neglect not the assembling of yourselves together." We need matter to fall from heaven. We can't make it on some stale, dry, canned sermon and not have any kind of prayer life not kind of any kind of devotion in our homes we got to have a spirit in us glowing so that when we come into his house that east wind blows and it blows with us as we go out the door and we get in our cars
2: and we go to our homes and we go to our jobs there's an east wind there's a wind in our back my God I feel it today it's going to push us to our promise let not your
1: heart be troubled my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I'm told I go
2: to prepare a place for you that where I am
0: there he may be also amen why don't we stand all over the house and let's just one more time let's just give God amen some praise and some thanksgiving for everything that he's done among us God we are so thankful God we're thankful God for every time you've moved among us God we are thankful God that you have kept us God through this year not only kept us oh God but you have pushed us further God you have carried us higher God we have drawn closer to you God we are so thankful oh God for every time God your word went forth God and it encouraged us it drove out the fear and it drove out the doubt oh God and it strengthened Into our mind oh God God and it made us fall more in love with you more in love with your word more in love with holiness more in love with righteousness we thank you Lord oh God for all your blessings we thank you Lord for everything that you've done we thank you Jesus God we are nothing without you oh God we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My, my, my. How do you follow that? Amen. Jesus, what a great, great year we have had. Amen. Imagine saying that, but I really, truly believe we have had a great year as a church. Amen. I know the world has experienced one of its worst years, but, Amen, here in God's house. Amen. God's kingdom has gone forward. Amen. And I believe it will continue to go forward. Amen. Remain standing. I just want to read one quick verse in your hearing, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. I'm sure we all could quote the verse, but Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. I won't be long. just want to share something that has been on my heart, something that we've been, as the youth group. Throughout the Christmas season, we've been going through this verse and talking about the different attributes that is given to the name of God, that's given to the name of Jesus. It says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name, wrapped up inside of his name, shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. And I just want to talk to you on just one of those tonight. And we'll talk maybe a little bit on some of those. But I want to talk to you just for the next few moments on the counselor. The counselor. I wonder one more time, would you just ask God to speak to us tonight? God, we pray, oh Lord, that you would speak one more time in 2020. God, that a word would go forth. God, that would stir our hearts and our minds. God, and that would prepare us, God, for whatever may come. God, for whatever we may face. We pray, God, that your word would go forth and your spirit would move, God, and do what only you can do. We thank you, Jesus, and we worship you. Amen, amen. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The young people and I have been going through talking about the Wonderful, the Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And, you know, 2020, as we all know, has been an interesting year. And one thing that I find interesting, and it just seems like everybody has become an expert at something. If you have not uh, contracted the virus yet... Uh, when you do contract the virus, let me tell you, people will come to you and tell you what you need to do. They, Everybody is an expert who has had the virus already, and they'll tell you, this is what you need to do, and this is what... Everybody tends to be an expert in their own minds, and I feel like this year, more than ever, uh, on top of the political climate that we've been a part of, everything that we've faced this year, just just so many voices, and just... Maybe it's because everything had to slow down so much that we now just, you know, we, we've we turned into the media maybe more than we've ever had. Or we've turned into the, the church more than we ever had. Uh, I mean, just whatever it may be. But, but one thing I just feel like as we close this year out is I just, I'm just so thankful for how God has spoken to us and how God has led us and guided us through this year. You know, going back and listening to the Vision Sunday of 2020 as I was preparing to do this video, it was just amazing to me to watch uh, or to listen to to what God was speaking to us even before the pandemic began. He said this east wind is not going to stay in this building, but it's going to go to our homes and we're going to find devotion in our homes and our families and our marriages like we've never seen before. It says that it will always be there. And then you go to that Sunday night, that Sunday night of Vision Sunday. The message was the will of the wind. And pastor talked about how when you ask the wind to blow, the wind will blow, but you cannot control the wind. The wind will blow and God will do whatever God wants to do. But when God does whatever he wants to do, if you go along with what God is doing, God will do a great work in your life. And it was just an amazing thing. I think one thing that we have learned, and hopefully we have learned it, and if not, uh, God has sent me to just drive it home even further, that more than anything, God wanted to reveal this year that He is a counselor to us. He is the counselor. He is the voice of wisdom. He is the voice of understanding. He is the voice of reason in our world. In the midst of a world that is chaotic, and in the midst of a world that may be full of fear, you can turn to God. You can turn to the Counselor and you can find what is true and what is not true. You can turn to His Word and find that He is, in fact, the Counselor. You look at this, it says, Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. A lot of times when you go through this and you look at this, a lot of times we may not focus on the Counselor. A lot of times when we come to God, we want Him to be the Mighty God in our life. We want Him to be wonderful and performing wonders and miracles in our lives. We want Him to, to, to you know, let there be peace in our home or peace in our life or peace in our mind. We want Him to be the Father and, and to provide for us and all these different things. But sometimes if we're not careful, we can forget that another part of who God is is He is the counselor. He is the voice in our life. He is our guide. We are nothing without His Word. We're nothing without Him. And, and I, I, I dare to say this, that, that if you want the peace of God in your life, He's also got to be your counselor. If you want Him to be the mighty God in your life, you've also got to make Him your counselor. If you want Him to be the Prince of Peace, if you want Him to be wonderful, if you want Him to be everything that He is, you've got to make Him your counselor. You've got to take the counsel of His Word. You've got to take His Word and you've got to take it to heart and say, God, speak to me. God, give me counsel. God, I need to know what to do next because I don't want to trust my own thoughts. I don't want to trust somebody else's thoughts. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. God, I want to do what you want me to do. And certainly through this year, we have had to realize that more than ever that God, we need you to speak into our lives. God, we need your word because your word sustains us. Your word is what keeps us. Your word is what what protects us. And and one of the greatest things was whenever, when the rest of the world shut down, even though we did not have uh, physical services here in our church, we still had online broadcasts for 60 days straight of the word of God going forth. And I'm so thankful for a pastor that said, you know what? There's enough bad news in this world. We need to make sure the counselor is speaking more than anything else. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, do not get away from that in the year that is to come. Remember, we still need the counselor. We still need the Word of God to speak to us. Bishop, we need everybody to read through the Word of God this coming year. You need to get a bread chart. And I believe we have the bread charts that will be available on Sunday, which is where you take... And you read just for 15 minutes every day. And you're able to read through the entire Bible in a year. I challenge you to do that because you need the counselor in your life. You go look through the word of God. You you begin to see things about counsel and about wisdom. And about how we need God's counsel and wisdom in our life. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 14 says, Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. He says, I am understanding. I have strength. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget that that is who God is. God is counsel. And God is understanding. God is sound wisdom. And God is your strength. And I know there's other voices that will try to deter us and try to distract us. But remember, there is only one that is the counselor. He's the counselor. There is no other counselor beside him. He is counsel. He is understanding. He is sound wisdom. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 22, it says, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. When I read that, I thought of this year more than anything, because you look at this world and all the things that they may have had planned for that year. They had had goals for that year, you know, businesses and maybe even other churches had goals and plans for the year 2020, but because they did not have counsel, their purposes were disappointed. But ladies and gentlemen, we had a multitude of counselors, people that stood up and declared the word of God, and because their There was multitude of counselors because there was the word of God that was going forth. Let me tell you, the purposes, they are established in any situation. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth shall be established forever. I love that phrase right there. The lip of truth shall be established forever forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment this is a powerful verse that just stuck out to me that the lip of truth the truth of god the the counsel of god will be established forever but a lying tongue is for a moment ladies and gentlemen if you want something that will last through any situation through any storm no, no other time have we learned this than this past year God has taught us this over and over and over again. What, uh, what other people may say, you know, Pastor even said, it, I think, you know, just a few weeks ago. We thought, you know, some people said, oh, the, the pandemic will be two weeks. Oh, it'll be four weeks. Oh, it'll be this. And, you know, everybody had their own opinion. Everybody thought this is what you should do and what you should do. But let me tell you something. All other voices are but for a moment. All other counsel is but for a moment. But the lip of truth shall be established forever. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the counselor in our life more than ever. We need to reach out to God and say, God, God, speak to me. Lead me, God, guide me. Oh, God, lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Lead me beside the still waters. Lead me, oh, God, with your word that is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So I challenge you more than ever, ask God for wisdom. Ask God for His counsel. Ask God, God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to say? God, what, what are you trying to get me to do? You, The first thing you've got to do is ask. James chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men, liberally. Let me tell you something, God does not want to withhold wisdom. God is just waiting for you and I to say, oh God, we need you. And when we realize we need him, God says, oh yes, you do. And I've got so much that I can give you, so much that I can teach you, so much that I can guide you. He says, he abradeth it not. And if you ask him for wisdom, it shall be given him. And then verse 8 tells you almost the flip side. If you jump down a few verses, it says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. If you're being pulled one way and being pulled the other way, and you're, you're, you're not looking to one voice, you're, you're, you're listening to multiple voices in your ears, let me tell you, you'll be unstable in all of your ways. But if you lack wisdom, just ask of God... And he will give it to all men liberally. So you got to ask. It's as simple as that. You know, one of the old songs says, Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. All because we do not take everything to God in prayer. If we would just, if we would just ask, we could save ourselves some just hard lessons that we have to learn on our own. We can save ourselves from, from having to, to learn things the hard way and just trust in His Word. But the first thing you've got to do is just say, God, continue to speak to me. Don't get away from saying, God, speak to me. Don't get away from opening this book and say, God, speak to me. Don't get away from praying. Don't get away from coming to church and hearing the preached word of God. Don't get away from listening to the voice of the Holy Ghost that's inside of you, that's telling you this is what, this you should not be doing this. But, but ask God, say, God, is this, is this what you're wanting me to do? And God will answer you every time but sometimes we also see from the word of God that we must, sometimes we must wait and we must be patient man have we learned that this year waiting and being patient Man, there's sometimes you try to go to a store and they won't even let you in because there's like two people in the store and they've reached their mass capacity and you gotta wait you know, there's, there's one way in, one way out, even at church, my God. You know, we, we've just, we've just I think the world has changed, right? And one thing we've learned more than anything is sometimes we just got to be patient. But let me tell you something, one thing we've got to learn sometimes with God too is we've got to be patient. One, you know, we, we've got to ask of God and then we've got to wait for God to speak, you know, sometimes when, the, when we get in trouble is we ask God, but God doesn't answer right away. So then we take matters into our own hands. But let me remind you, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It all comes down to when you wait upon the Lord you know Saul got into trouble when he did not wait on God you know there there are many people in the Bible got into trouble when they did not wait for the voice of God but but if you wait on God's voice wait and make sure that God is speaking to you let me tell you you make him the counselor in your life he's able to lead you and he's able to guide you And not only do you have to ask or inquire, not only do we have to wait sometimes for him to speak, but once he speaks, ladies and gentlemen, then we must respond and heed to his word. We must obey his word. My goodness, what strong words from God we have had this year. How how God has spoken to us from from the very January 1st to to this day that we're standing right now. How God has spoken to us. But, But all that counsel from God means nothing if we're just hearers of the word and not doers of the word. We, can, we cannot just hear the word, but, but to make him the counselor of our life. We've got to say, God, I'm going to listen to your word. I'm going to obey. God, I'm going to seek after you. Then, God, I'm going to follow after you. Proverbs chapter 1 has become one of the scariest chapters in the Bible for me. Starting in verse number 20, the Bible says that wisdom crieth without She uttereth her voice in the streets. Get the picture of what is being painted here. Wisdom is crying for people to listen. Crying in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. She crieth in the opening of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning. And fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof or at my counsel. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. And I will make my words known unto you. Because I have called and you've refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have said it, not all of my counsel. "...and would have none of my reproof." He said, "...therefore also I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord." they would have none of my counsel they despised all of my reproof he said therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices ladies and gentlemen this is this is what life is without god as your counselor we eat the fruit of our own ways we deal with the struggles that we bring upon ourselves But the Bible goes on to say, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But it doesn't end there. It says, But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. Wisdom cries in the streets, Who will listen? Don't disregard the voice of wisdom that is crying in the streets. Don't disregard God that is calling out to you as the word says. He said, if you, if you hearken unto me, you shall dwell safely because he said, if you have, don't want my counsel, then I won't give you my counsel and you'll be left to your own devices, to your own fear, to your own calamity. But whosoever looks unto me who shall dwell safely. Man, what, what a powerful word. And shall be quiet from fear of evil. When you have this word, ladies and gentlemen, you feel safe. When you stand on the solid rock, it doesn't matter what winds may blow. It doesn't matter what may come your way. You have no fear of evil. You're safe in the wisdom of the counsel of God. It is the strong tower. That's why he said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Because the name of the Lord is wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's why when you say the name of Jesus... You are saying every part of who God is. When you say Jesus, you're calling on the counselor who will put you safely in his arms. Who's mighty enough. Who's the mighty God. Who can give you the counsel. Who can do miraculous, wonderful things in your life. When you say Jesus, you call on everything that God is. That's why God has highly exalted him. And given Him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's the name of Jesus. And when you call on the name of Jesus, you need to understand you're also calling on the counsel of God. Don't forget that you cannot disregard the counsel of God when you call the name of Jesus. He is the Counselor. He is the Mighty God. Amen. Let's stand tonight. I didn't want to keep you long. I do want to share with you one last verse I'm sure you may be familiar with. John chapter 14 and verse number 26. John chapter 14 and verse number 26. It's Jesus talking about the Holy Ghost. And it says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now we know that's talking about the Holy Ghost, but if you look up that word comforter, it means counselor. Meaning this, that the Spirit of God inside of you is the counselor. It's, the spirit of, it's because it's the Spirit of Jesus Christ. It's the Spirit of God in us. It is that Spirit that is wonderful. It's the Counselor. It's everything. But He says this, The Comforter or the Counselor, Whom the Father will send in My name, this is what He will do for you. He'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, more than anything... We know we need the Holy Ghost in our lives. You need that Spirit of God to stay fresh in your life. You need the Word and the Spirit. This this is why. Because if you go back to Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says God spoke. It was the Word that went forth. And then it says, and the Spirit of God moved. And when God's Word meets God's Spirit... There's creative power from God. So ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand, God, we need your word. And God, we need your spirit. Because your spirit and your word, it works together to teach me all things. And even whatever I've been taught. You know, I have a hard time remembering messages sometimes. But whenever I need to remember them, I can remember them right on time. Why? Sometimes God brings things to your remembrance that you didn't remember before. What is that? That's the counselor. That is the Holy Ghost. You may be speaking to somebody and you don't remember the verse. You know, you may be trying to witness to somebody and God will bring a verse to your mind and it'll be right on time it'll be the verse that just speaks to exactly what they're going through What is that? that's the counselor you may be going through a dark day you may be going through a trial you may be going through a big test or there may be some big things waiting in 2021 we don't know what lies ahead but ladies and gentlemen let me tell you what we need, we need the comforter which is the Holy Ghost the counselor to teach us all things. I need God to lead me and guide me. I need God to continue. I'm thankful that He did it this year. Man, He led us through this year that is that was chaotic. And, and just one step at a time, one day at a time, one service at a time. His strength from His word and His counsel was there to carry us through. And ladies and gentlemen, He's not done. But He's saying, continue to let me be your counselor. So I challenge you as pastor has, you know, January 4th, 5th, and 6th, turn off all the media, turn off every piece of media that you have and just seek the voice of God. Turn off everything else and just say, God, what does your word have to say? Don't miss one of those revival services that's coming up because God's going to speak a word that's going to carry you from where you are right now to where you need to be because He's the counselor and He's going to lead you and He's going to guide you. I wonder if we would just come as we close out this year all across the place. and Let's just come to the altar this evening and let's just end out this year's services by just recommitting ourselves to God. Maybe you need to restir the Holy Ghost inside of you. Stir up the gift inside of you. Maybe you need to repent of some voices that you've relied on that you need to lay on this altar tonight. But let the counselor speak to you right now. Whatever you may be going through, God has a word for you right now. Whatever you may face, God has a word of counsel for you. Disregard his wisdom. let say, God, give me
3: your wisdom. I'm lost without your word, I'm lost without your Jesus.
0: I wonder just as we close out this year, if we could just one more time collectively just thank God for everything that he's done for us this year. Amen. Why don't we just spend the next few moments just thanking him for his great counsel, for his power that has kept us. God, we thank you, Lord. Oh God, we're so thankful, God, for your grace and your mercy that has extended to us. God, we're so thankful, oh Lord. God, for your unwavering word. God, for the vision, oh God, that you have given to our pastor. God, for the favor you have shown to our church. God, for the word that has gone forth. For the lives that has been changed. God, for everything that you've done in our hearts and in our minds. God, for how you've changed us and shaped us and molded us this year. God, we are so thankful, God. God, never stop speaking to us. Oh God, we need more of you we thank you Jesus we worship you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah amen amen thank you Jesus well God bless you why don't you just greet your neighbor wave to him wish him a happy new year amen and we will see you amen on Sunday morning 830 or 1045 God bless you in Jesus name